Hello, Sinisters. Welcome back. Sorry we went a little MIA. Life got a little hectic. Um, but hopefully we'll get back on track here. And yeah, life got a little nuts. So with Halloween coming and going, we are going to do this week's episode of Urban Legends. Yay! I have a couple exciting ones for you. I know these are the first this is the first episode that we're doing urban legends we've done serial killer we've done paranormal and now we're finally to urban legends so I as I've stated previously I live in Wisconsin Um, I moved here to be with my girlfriend and she is the one who actually told me about the beast of Bray Road it's an urban legend around here Um, although there have been sightings all over America which we'll get to Um, but it's Primarily in Wisconsin, in these stories that we have for you, these sightings, um, they have been stories that roam around the town. Um, we actually live about 40 minutes away from these areas of sightings, so it's exciting. Pretty close. Yes, yes. So when you come to visit, we can take a trip to Bray Road. Yes, that's exciting. All right, let's talk about the werewolf in Wisconsin. There's been quite a few sightings, mostly in southeastern part of the state. Let's start with the description. So this creature is said to resemble a wolf covered in grayish-brown fur. The stature is very muscular, between six to seven feet tall, and is said to walk both on all fours and on its hind legs. The canine features also topped with glowing yellow eyes and sharp teeth, claws, and pointed ears. So exactly what you picture a werewolf to look like. So were there any discrepancies um, from what you read for like the height and the length and all that? So they said between six to seven feet tall, but um, sightings in other areas that are not in Wisconsin um, they can go bigger than um, that. So a lot of them gotcha. say between 7 to 10 feet. But um, most of the sightings here in Wisconsin, they do claim it somewhere to be 6 and 7 feet tall. So very managed. Yes. Yes. One of the reports has been said that on Halloween night, of course, just like we're recording, a woman is driving home out on the roads of Elkhorn, She looked down to turn the radio station, and as she did, she felt her car run over something, which, I mean, if you can imagine, is (laughs) terrifying in itself, whether you hit a dog or a person. Yes. She got out to check, but nothing was there. And then when she looked around in the distance, she saw something running towards her, which is terrifying, six to seven foot creature running at you. I don't even know if I'd pay attention to what it looked like. Yeah. Terrifying. She ran back to her car, and the next day, there were apparently claw marks on the back of her car, which has been something that has been reported with multiple of these witness reports. Yeah. That is... Is it? Go ahead. That is one of the first stories I heard about this um, that my girlfriend told me about. And it was, apparently her story did get pretty popular in the area, Um, but I don't think it happened that long ago. I think it was just a few years ago. I could be wrong. 
Um, so were any of these reports um, put into like their local police department or just talked about around the community? you know um they were definitely talked about around the community regarding police reports i am unsure of okay Mm -hmm. i don't know why it just someone who's willing to report to police it just seems to be you think it would be a little more yeah legit Uh, but i was just curious yeah um this one is very hit or miss for me i I mean, I definitely believe there are probably very large werewolf creatures out there. Um, A lot of these sightings, to be honest, could be, you know, something else. Um, I mean, a very large creature, yes, but could it just be like a normal creature roaming around about? Also, yes. So uh, none of these are confirmed to be absolutely true or accurate, but these are just stories going around town that I find quite spooky to talk about that's that's the fun and that that was the mystery of it yes yeah urban legends all around um so this next sighting was in 1997 young kids were having a sleepover and playing ghost in the graveyard one of the kids went back towards the house and saw a silhouette crouched over near the street the posture of it is described to have been similar to how you are when you're throwing up so like more of a cradling position Um, deep and heaving breaths they described you could tell it was over six feet um, on its hind legs just by looking at how large it was kneeled over Um, the legs were thick and muscular the kids stared at this creature for a while and the dad came out with a flashlight and kind of shined it over by the creature and they said that the creature looked at them and then ran off which is terrifying and one avery um avery's my girlfriend everyone um but when she told me this story she said that um when she found it online that the kids stared at this creature for like 30 minutes and that's just weird (laughs) like you're standing there just staring for 30 minutes and the it's just staying that same position yeah well i don't know if it was looking at them when they were staring at it looked at them when it saw the flashlight um oh yeah that's true but yeah that's just so creepy to me and those kids must have been like not scared if they just stood there well they were probably like mesmerized yeah but i would be at you i feel like you would just yeah i would run (laughs) And I feel like with kids, you can tell that they're lying, especially with a group of them, between, like, um, doing, like, witness reports and stuff and just talking to them and stuff. I feel like eventually one of them would, like, what is that, falter on the story. Yeah. So, like, having a group of kids saying the exact same thing just makes it seem even more true. Yeah. And it like in the story like the dad confirmed all this because he also saw the creature before it ran off so yeah goosebumps so sightings date back to a time as early as the beginning of the 1940s but are as recent as 2021 uh the most recent sighting was actually captured on camera which is amazing i love watching any of the werewolf pictures or like bigfoot pictures yeah um, the picture is admittedly kind of hard to believe, but gives hope that maybe there really is something out there that people are seeing. It also is said that people find animal 
carcasses in the ditches around the area, but there's also beliefs that there are cultists making animal sacrifices. So whether it's from the werewolf or from these little cult people. Yeah. Which is a whole nother. Each are terrifying. (laughs) I'm not sure which would be better. Yeah, honestly. Either way, it's scary. Like they're finding these carcasses that obviously they're not just bodies from like animals that got hit by cars or anything. Like they were obviously somehow killed and they could tell that they were killed in a certain way yeah can you imagine coming across even just the carcasses though like seeing them probably mauled and of course that could be like mountain lion or something like that as well yeah um true but i'm not sure that's like just another question that i have like how what exactly happened to these carcasses to make them think that it was something like yeah. crazier than just other animals? Well, and if it was or... cult behavior, I feel like also like they would definitely know whether it was cult or not because right. they don't tear at things with claws. Like they have like knives. And... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. I'm just not sure how they would have connected um, the carcasses to this giant werewolf. Yeah, <clears throat> those are some good questions. Yeah. A not as popular sighting that I've heard of um, was of a person at Elkhorn, Elkhorn Fairgrounds. Um, so this one we didn't, we could not find online. So this was just a story that Avery had heard from um, people around town, or she had read it before but couldn't find it again because it's not popular at all. Um, but this person was walking out of the fairgrounds to their car. And it was just like right before nightfall, so it was still kind of light outside. You could see. Um, and as they were walking to their car, there was like this field. I think it was like a cornfield. Um, and as they were walking, they saw this wolf-like creature standing on its hind legs. Like you see the corn, and then you see the head sticking above it. Oh. Yeah. And the in the story, the person's walking to their car, and they said that the creature just watched them walk to their car without looking away like they would just watch their every move but just stood there well and corn is tall so like it had to have been humongous yeah to be seen above the corn and that's just that gives me such an eerie feeling like thinking of like this wolf-like man creature seeing just watching me just standing there not running or like your prey yeah next kill like (laughs) That just gives me goosebumps. So this one that happened in Texas in 2016. It was well into the night at 1 a.m. and a couple was sitting on their porch. So their property laid on 300 acres of vacant land and they had seen movement in the grass. I'm not sure how far out though. And it said that they resembled a coyote, but way bigger. And this one was really tall too. It was about seven to 10 feet long, they said. So standing on hind legs, like that's yeah, towering. Yeah. Um, it was stalking them and started crawling towards um, one of their trees. However, when it approached the tree, it never really appeared on the other side. And they were so freaked out, they didn't stick around to find out where it went. So I don't know if it took off like back and they just like, it didn't like show out on either side of the tree or 
climb the tree? Who freaking knows? So they didn't see it cross to the other side of the tree. Apparently it was like a big trunk of a tree. So it walked behind it. They didn't see it walk past it again. And they said that as they were going inside, they couldn't hear its footsteps. As so the tree was close enough to them that they could hear yes. him walking around. Yeah, so it was... Or she, I guess we shouldn't assume all werewolves are right (laughs) um but it was what it was explained to be like in their backyard like really close um okay so it was walking past this tree they stopped they stopped hearing its footsteps like on the grass and the leaves so they know that it stopped walking they just didn't know like where when if it was hiding behind the tree to stalk them or to hope they'd come out right So as we said, there's werewolf stories from all over America, all over other countries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but these ones that are, you know, in Wisconsin, that's really close to home. Yeah, like so. really close to me. <laughs> like I said, like this was like 40 minutes away. Um, and we've driven past it before, but I think it would be kind of cool to drive in at night. <laughs> well, next time... I want to go to a cemetery near you. Make sure I don't do it at nighttime because that would be absolutely freaking terrifying. Yeah. The cemetery things, like anything happening, whether it's paranormal or something like that, like, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's 10 times scarier in a cemetery as we both know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, since it's Halloween, um, it's funny because, like, this past week at work, we had, like, spirit Halloween days. So one day was to tell ghost stories. And I did explain, I did tell that story. So we could just, because it's Halloween, why don't you just tell us, tell everyone listening about this story? Okay, you may have to help me with this because it's been a while. Yeah. That was, like, three girlfriends ago. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. I would say it was about six years ago. Yeah. Um, so I came up to see Larissa. And do you remember the name of that cemetery? I don't. But someone at work um, actually, re- like when I told them the story about the cemetery, they knew exactly what I was talking about. They're like, oh, yeah, I've heard that same story. Um, so I know I will include it. Is it, it St. Carmel? It is Mount Carmel. Oh, really? Yeah. Julia Bucola Petta. Sorry for the Italian people. I have probably slaughtered that. Um, the eternal Italian bride of Chicago's Mount Carmel Cemetery. Oh, okay. Well, what town is it in? Um, Hillside. Okay. For some reason, I, I thought it started with a J. Anyway, so the cemetery is Mount Carmel, and... It's in Cook County. Cook County. Illinois. Got it. Cook. Cook Cook County. County. Got it. Anyways, so Larissa's girlfriend at the time told me about the cemetery, and there's two cemeteries right across from each other. Um, They're both Catholic, Italian cemeteries, and obviously I was very excited to go. So we all decided to take a ride in the evening time. I was silly. I'll just be nice about it. I was silly and decided that we were going to do this in the evening, like right before it closed. 
So we went down there and Larissa and the ex and I were all in one bathroom. My um, boyfriend at the time went to the other bathroom and our light was already off, right? Yes. It was dark in there. Yes. But his light apparently had been on and our toilets all started flushing on their own and his light went off at the same time. So like at first we thought maybe they were just having like troubles with the water, but with his light going off at the same exact time, it was just a little eerie. So <clears throat> we had to pass that, um, the bride's gravestone. Um, so let's get first. some so we... background on this woman. Okay. So her name is Julia. Yes. And <laughs> sorry. Um, I stood out of the story. From... So she was buried in her wedding dress didn't, along with her child. Yeah, didn't she? She was pregnant, I believe, and she died while giving birth, and the baby died too. And so they buried her in her wedding dress. Yeah. And it is said that she never ages. So th um, they have pictures on the outside of the gravestone, headstone. Yeah, so there were, after they buried her, people would say that they would see a woman in a wedding dress roaming the cemetery. And it freaked people out so bad that they actually, like, dug up the casket. And when they opened the casket, she should have been in the process of decaying, if not fully decayed at that time, and she was perfectly intact. While her baby, on the other hand, was decayed already. And so there has been multiple um, times that they have opened this just to see, and she still, as far as anyone knows, is intact to this day. Yeah. I'm not sure how many times they've opened or when the last time was but the when they did open the casket and she was perfectly intact they actually took a picture of that and that picture is on her headstone her mom also reportedly had um nightmares every night after her daughter's death and she envisioned julia telling her that she was still alive and needed her help so for the next six years she had those dreams and she was trying to have her daughter's body exhumed, which is how it started in the first place. Yeah, that's crazy. And then the sighting started happening, and then they dug her up again, and yeah, it continued. Okay, so continue with our story, our experience. So we went to her grave. So we went to her grave, and nothing really happened there. But... We had went to one of whatever those are freaking called. I can't remember. But we went up to one of the above ground um, burial things. And I went to look in the window. And as I went to look, I almost touched it and like something shoved me back. And at first I thought like maybe Danny had pulled on my shirt or something. But he was like clear off to the side of me and was like still like looking at the door and stuff and I almost felt like a jolt of energy when that happened and so like 
after that, we're like, okay, we're getting back in the car. Forget this. And when we got in the car, Danny's back started burning. And I looked at his shirt or lifted up his shirt and he had three scratch marks down his back. So I don't know what that was, but it was. And I will say. That was the most physical experience I've ever had. Yeah. And I will say I saw the scratch marks too. And it was in the, like, they were three marks going down. You could tell, like, the scratch marks were going down. But it, it was in a specific position that definitely could not have been him scratching his own back yeah it was like that weird spot on your back that you can't reach right and he would have literally had to distort his whole arm in order to make those himself and either and we definitely way, would have saw that <laughs> yes so it was very creepy and it was bright red like fresh scratch marks and he kind of got in my opinion he was kind of like very quiet and like blank like he kind of got in a mood when he was scratched yeah that he i don't even think realized he got into that mood because after a little bit he was like completely fine like he wasn't like he was normal like he didn't even i don't know i just felt like something messed with his mood after that yeah for sure because we all noticed it when he came out of it too yeah because he like sat there i swear like he sat there just staring blankly at nothing and just and anyone who knows danny knows he doesn't shut the hell up no. so like no. that's very unusual for he him he's very energetic he talks and like definitely not like that it was it was weird it was definitely weird but yeah but there's a little a little cemetery halloween paranormal yeah like a cemetery <laughs> story for halloween we have a few of those though, Riss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we'll drop so, our own little experiences here and there throughout our episodes. Tell you what we've experienced and it's we should a lot. do really a whole episode because between our haunted house and we can go more into detail about those and then like um the cemetery by my house. Yeah. Like we've had quite a few experiences together, obviously. Yeah. There. And then my house, you know, the one I currently live in. Your house is just scary as is. <laughs> it is. Like, it literally looks like it should be haunted. Because, <laughs> like, when you turn all the lights off and it just looks like it could be scary. Oh, yeah. I know. I get freaked out. That's why I wait till Bryce gets home from, if he's doing anything, I wait till I, to go downstairs until he's home because I don't like going down there. I've only done it like once. Yeah. So, that is Beast of Bray Road and our own little um, experience. All right. So, um, we will be back within the next two weeks. We will have a story dropped, and we'll try to warn you when that's happening. Like, once we record or get ready to record, we'll um, post it on our social media. And speaking of social media, you can go ahead and follow us on our Instagram page, Sinister Stories, and our Facebook page, Sinister Stories to Tell in the Dark. I don't know why that's so hard to say. It's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. So um, follow us on there. Um, 
I know we didn't keep you guys very updated about this little break that we took, um, but we're back with the vengeance. We will be trying to drop an episode every other week for sure, if not every week. But we, like I said, we'll keep you guys in the loop on how that's going. So, And as always, if you guys have any requests or your own personal stories that you would like to share, go ahead and send us an email, which is included in the bio. And yeah, let us, and rate us. Let us know how we're doing. Yes, and suggestions, not just from like in America either. Like we are open to like other countries and um, we're here for it all. Yeah, absolutely. Anything on cults as well. Like we'll do any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening as always and happy late Halloween, but here it's always spooky. Bye. Bye.